See what happens. See what see what see what kind of trouble we can get ourselves into. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, yeah, so we're live right now. So okay, so we're recording this show now. We're going two weeks out because I'm going to be away next week. We do this every now and then in the summer. John, sorry, we. Yeah, we. We El we. Capitan. We. All right. Well, well, we are doing this. You I, are am Poobah, right. <laughs> I am going away. I am going away. Some of us Grand minions Poobah. have to stay in work. A, a, a Flintstones reference. A ref- yeah, I, Flintstones. I love that. That's, That's great. Nice. wouldn't know anything about that, but Nicely we do. done. Okay. All right. So anyway, we're, this show, we're recording today's show for August 5th. So if you want to hear the edited version of the show, you got to tune in. to kind Kate of a time on. travel thingy. Yeah. It's like we're way ahead of the, we're way ahead of everything right now. So we're recording the show. And then with, when you listen to us, while you stay with us here now, you're going to hear John Ingram. And if you tune in that Saturday, you'll hear the edited version of John Ingram, <laughs> which just, I'm not sure which one's better. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to say. I have my bet. <laughs> All right, so let's just go ahead and jump into this thing. Here we go. I consent. <clears throat> Welcome to our show. This is Las Vegas Real Estate Now, where we bring you the three E's, educate, empower, and engage. We want to help you to make your real estate decisions wise ones for you and your family. I'm your host, Harvey Blankfeld of the Blankfeld Group at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, and we have over a century of collective real estate experience. I'm a licensed agent here in Nevada. My NRED number is S.00488897. On this program, we're dedicated to delivering timely, balanced truths about local market conditions. If you ever have a question about our, uh, <coughs> excuse me, or an idea for our program, please call or text me at 702-203-1165. Again, that's 702 702- 203-1165. Today on our program, we have a special guest, our returning grand champion, that being John Ingram. Welcome Hello. back, John. Hello, everybody. And you have an NMLS number. What is that NMLS number? 552596. That's well, my license. Well done. Well done. I mean, John can actually do mortgages here in the state of Nevada, which is great. That is true. Um, so we just, uh, we're recording this on, actually, we're recording this on the Wednesday prior and we just got the announcement about the the fed the fed. Rate. the fed tell us what's going on with jerome that jerome powell stood up there and he said you guys can pay more no he, he took <laughs> yeah. uh, he took the fed funds rate up another quarter percent it mm-hmm. was well forecasted we all expected it mm-hmm. um they signaled pretty clearly their intention um almost 45 60 days ago something like that right. is when they really made it clear like yeah we're gonna skip one month and then raise the next and so that's what's happened here okay um and then i would just say one of the couple things that come out of this for me in the conversations that i have on a, on a regular basis is one people think um and this is agents as well as clients alike they they be they think that oh the they raised the rate today so that means mortgages went up right did mortgages go up a quarter percent today no they they didn't um, the market, the mortgage market moves in anticipation. Like they're trying to forecast what will happen right. and they're placing their bets into those, into those buckets, let's say. And, and so the market has already moved. The mortgages have already moved to account for that increase. Got it's it. only the, only the surprises, the, right. the catch us unaware kind of moments that will be really big market movers. Right. So, Yeah. It's it was a no no nothing in the mortgage market, right? But for your credit cards, your auto loans, your HELOCs, if you have one of those, those uh, that, that sort of thing, second mortgages, uh, all that sort of short term borrowing rates went up a quarter percent. Gotcha. And and they they of course everybody's focused on what are you going to do next, right? And that's where that's that's where the most of the the market information comes out is when Jerome comes out for the press conference afterwards and he gets peppered with all the questions. Yeah. And in today's he he 
basically very much stayed away from from talking about well where they're going to go right. when will they lower rates and and that sort of thing he did make it clear that the next meeting for them which is not in august actually it's september you okay. skip a month okay uh, the september meeting is totally on the table and it's whatever happens in the data for the next 60 days mm. it will determine whether or not they go up again okay and in the numbers there's a reasonable forecast for another quarter percent quarter percent increase or whether they they don't okay um we've had really significant progress over on on inflation yeah and and sort of moving towards their goal but we're not at their goal so they're not taking their foot off the brake interesting and what is their goal? Is there, do they have a stated goal? They is do. There? They, they want the inflation rate to be about 2%. Okay. So, um, and that's pretty aggressive, isn't it? It's, it's low. It's really moderate, right? right. Which is, which is good. It, it allows, it allows for, um, a high level of price stability to where you and I, when we go to the grocery store, we go to buy things. That price is not going crazy on us as we've experienced. Right. When we had an inflation rate of nearly 9%, mm-hmm. you had, in you go back into 2021, rents were rising at a pace as high as 16 percent year over year. Yeah. So these were really big jumps, and they were really negative um, for Americans, for people, right? And this is really affects everybody worldwide. But um, in the U.S., really negative headwinds for us, and so we we got onto this cycle of we're going to raise interest rates to get inflation under control, try to reduce demand in some way, right? Um, and they reduce demand by making borrowing more expensive. It makes it less likely for a business to build a new wing onto their business and expand and open new businesses, all that kind of stuff, where all this money and this borrowing is needed. We slow that down, and therefore we slow consumption, and that takes pressure out of the system. Right. The area that they haven't been able to move and impact is is the employment side of thing right and which so, is weird isn't it that's one of the areas they <laughs> it's funny they, they they're walking a political line with this where where they want it to ease up but they don't want people to translate that as we want people to be laid off right, right? we we want higher unemployment <clears throat> they don't want that that's not a very political thing to say never public, good right? no to say hey we want more unemployed people uh, so that wage inflation will come out of the system and therefore inflation right. will will ease up in that category right um, because it is a, a significant area and so they're really closely watching wage increases right like how much employers are having to pay for for new employees for keeping existing employees the the rate of the increase of what you have to pay your employees that sort of thing they're looking for that to slow down significantly further so that they can say that area of inflation is coming under control right yeah because we've seen it in other prices whether it be goods and uh, goods uh, whether it be q-tips or anything else you buy that inflation is Definitely slowing down. Absolutely. We've seen it slow down in housing, right? Where yep. the rate of rental increases and, in fact, maybe declines in rent. A little bit. Um, have softened a bit. And so we've got it there. We've got victory in home prices where we're not at a pace where we're going up 10 or 12 or 15 or 20% nope. in home value. That's that's really come back under control. So they've had a, a number of victories, but they're not yet calling the win. Right. And, and you know, and I think... It, you know, I, I think that the timing of this is interesting because what happens is is that I remember during the, the housing crisis that moves were rather abrupt. 
at that point. And they had to be for certain reasons. But sure. they were also abrupt coming out of it, which maybe was a mistake then. And that's why I think they're yeah. really real, taking their time. And they don't want to see a, a swift move. We aren't going to see a, a 1% or 2% drop in interest rate. It's going to be a gradual decline it, once it they be. start doing it. Yeah, it, it, it should be. And it's not that the like the Federal Reserve controls mortgage rates directly, because they no, don't. they don't. Right? Yeah, right. But they control a very large segment of, of borrowing cost, and that influences every other thing out there, right? Yeah. Um, so... So that is is something they have a ton of influence on, although they don't directly control it. They they're on this path. They 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 hope that they can get it without without really bad consequences. And I, I'll say this just sort of statistically: mm-hmm. never has the Federal Reserve done this successfully. Well, yeah, yeah. They've, they've always pushed the economy into recession when they when they've been down this path. Yeah, um, we're hoping this time will be different. Yeah, right. I mean, it's not like, you know, right. And, and that's why they're doing it so slowly, I think, and, and why it's taking Methodically. So, and, yes. Yeah, 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 for sure. Which, what else can they do? They have, no, yeah. they have no other course to follow, really. It's their job. They're, I mean, they're, there's no other entity out there that's in charge, at least in the U.S., uh, who's in charge of, hey, control inflation. Right. Right? Yeah. Um, they are the ones. That's it. Uh, because they control the money supply, and, and that's that. Now... There's there's big headwinds against it with the government spending that we have. Right. That's very stimulative in the co- the economy. These billions and trillions of dollars that the yeah. U.S. government spends on projects, that money flowing into the system is a headwind for us. But we'll see what happens. Yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. you know, time will tell. I mean, we we hope, like you said, we hope it doesn't kick us into a recession, but we don't know. I mean, it, and truth be told, we we are kind of in a recession to a certain extent based on on what we're seeing happen overall. You know, there, there's a feeling of it. Certain industries are certainly far more stressed yeah. than others. Yeah. Um, in in our market, with the reduction in the number of sales happening, the number of transactions, while house prices aren't declining, the number of sales has come down dramatically. Right. Right. And so we as an industry, we all, we all feel that, and we have to right-size to the amount of business there. Yeah. Um, but others are, are just going bang, gangbusters. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it, each segment has its own little peccadillo. So, uh, so we're you know we're we're uh, well, look we're grinding through. We're going to be yeah. com- when when we come out of this, you know, buyers are going to some buyers are going to regret the fact that they didn't take advantage of the prices are right now. And we'll talk more about that in <laughs> okay. the next segment. But we're going to take a quick commercial break. Come back. We got a lot more to talk about, guys. So stay tuned. We'll be back in just a minute. That's good. Yeah, that was real good, John. Yeah. All right. I took the whole thing. I, th- I thought we were running long there. I was like, I feel no. like we should have a break here soon. No, yeah, you, you, you did good. No, it's right on the, right on point. Good. <clears throat> we can follow that up a little bit, and then I've got, like you said, these two articles, which I think Mike presents. And then you just, the state still has a lot of money to give people to help them with mortgages. I didn't even know that. I thought they'd used all that up. For, like, the COVID stuff? Yeah, they, no, they they dumped so much money into the system. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they put a ton in there, and, and the state has money for people who are struggling. So we can talk about that that a little bit, but I'm gonna save that for later. Um, but I've got this these two. It was interesting. Both these articles were in the RJ this week, where the majority of new Nevada residents are coming from, and where the new all the visitors are coming. Yeah, I'd be from. curious to hear it. Yeah, it'd be interesting twists to one or the other. All right, here we go. Segment two. Welcome back. I'm Harvey Blankfeld. You're listening to Las Vegas Real Estate Now. We're here every Saturday at 11 a.m. If you ever have a question or an idea for our program, please call or text me at 
702-203-1165. Again, that's 702-203-1165. Thanks, John. <laughs> Getting me to the finish line there. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, before the break, we talked a little bit about the Fed. I want to talk a little bit about people coming to Las Vegas. And I have two different articles that were in the RJ. Uh, the first one's by Patrick uh, Blennerhassett, who, who's writing all the real estate stuff there now lately. Um, and uh, Blennerhassett. Blennerhassett. I know. I, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. I'm not sure. I hope so. Patrick, you should let me know if I'm not. Yeah. Um, where are the majority of new Nevada residents moving from? And this article, uh, he put this in the, in the paper just this past week. And it, I'm going to read right from it. For, we'll start right out of it. It says, roughly 30% of the people moving to Nevada over the last year are from California, according to a new study from Move Buddha. Uh, Nevada ranks. We're all on on that page. We we see it every day. I think. Right, California. Those of us on the street, yeah, we know it's California. It's California. It's the, the big dog. Right. right. I mean, yeah. They. I mean, what about like Washington? I, I, I hear there's Exodus happening there. We, let's 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 find out. Uh, Nevada ranks 13th in the nation when it comes to top destinations for Americans who are leaving their state. 13th. 13th. Why is it always these these numbers? Like I don't know. It just feels like Vegas is always like seven. Yeah. Or, you know, 11 or 13. I don't know. These, 13 is not a lucky number, though. No, it's not. And that's, that's why for I, Vegas, so that's, luck in Vegas, we're hand in hand. It should be. Um, he's, okay, but here's the interesting thing. Additionally, for every 100 residents moving out of the Silver State, 134 are moving in. So at a rate Say of one that point. number one more time. hundred For every 100 residents moving out of Nevada, uh-huh. 134 are moving in. So okay. we're growing by a rate of 1.34. Um, Las Vegas has an even higher moving rate of 1.48. So for every 100 people moving out of Vegas, 148 are moving in. So, oh, so the whole state of Nevada, and then you just gave me Vegas. All right, sorry, right. I, was, I was having state trouble State of Nevada, now we got Vegas. Uh, when it comes uh, to moving Nevada, the Californians make up the significant chunk, 29.7%, yeah. followed by Texas at 84 Florida. Wait a minute, Texans are moving here? Yes. Really? Interesting, I know. Because that, that, that Texas is one of those popular states that people are moving to, right? I thought so. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Florida, 6.4. That doesn't surprise me. Uh, Washington, you mentioned before, uh, yeah, 4.8. I've heard Washington. 4.8, and then New York is the next one. New York, 4.3. That one makes sense. Um, <laughs> Nick Sorry. Pipitone, uh, Move Buddha's communications uh, manager, made a comment, and he, he, I'm quoting. Sir, way, I'm not sure you can say that on the radio. I can't say Pipitone? No. Okay. Move, move Buddha? I don't, I don't move know what Buddha. That, I don't know I what know. that is. But. I, I, always, I, I kept saying Move Buddha when I was practicing, and I said, no, no, it's Move Buddha. Um, uh, Nick goes on to say, uh, surveys show people move for many reasons, and the top ones are usually for work or family, but when it comes to moving Nevada, we think the people are moving to the state mainly because it makes economic sense. Yeah. And I think he's right. I think that's a lot of reasons people do move here. Sure. I think. I, look, I think there's lots of other reasons to move here, too, but I think that's the main reason they consider us. Um, a recent tax foundation study found that Americans are increasingly leaving high tax, high cost states for lower tax, low cost alternatives, a state like Nevada, with no state or corporate income tax, low median property taxes, no estate or inheritance tax fits the national trend. So I think he's right. I mean, he's, you know, you look at Nevada for financial reasons and then, then you have to uh, take in all the right. other considerations, but the financial reasons to move here are vast. Yeah. Bring all that money here. Yes. Yes. We love that. Start yeah. businesses. Consume things. Bring it. Yeah. Bring it. We're ready for it. That'd be cool. Just more great restaurants for us and and things to do. And and I'm I'm good with it for the most part. I think, you know, it's interesting. The population continues to grow. Um, Yeah. We see that. And and people question, how much can we grow and and so forth. But uh, we just talked on the last show about BLM releasing some more land, some significant land. Oh, really? Out west of Summerlin. Um, between Summerlin and Red Rock, there, there's, there's, a, there's five, some left. 500 acres out there that oh, they've wow. released that's going to be developed, and then another 250 some acres down off of uh, of Blue Diamond Blue Diamond Parkway down right. there in the south southwest part of the valley. So they're 
then that's the first time I've heard of a big BLM land auction in a long time. So there, there, there's anticipation of more growth. Yeah, probably phew, 12 ten, years. I would say 10, 12 years. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's what we're talking about. Um, okay, so so that's where they're moving. That's where they're moving from. There was there was some speculation before that our, our population was flat and not moving. And it, it's always been growing. Yeah. Even in the worst of times here. It's always been going up, and I think part of it's that economic benefits. That's that's my understanding, right? It's it's I, I see it in the world of like people who are relocating from other places to here. They they hear what I quote them for property taxes on the average house, and they're, and they're like, like oh, "That's oh, so good! Yeah, I, I pay that in a month, uh, you know, on my current property." Yeah. Like some of these places, it's so significantly more expensive right yeah and when the federal government changed the tax laws to say they could they cap the amount of money you could deduct for taxes you pay in the state that was a thing that was a big thing it's like oh okay yeah. now i've got to be mind, very much more mindful of these taxes no mansion tax mm-hmm. california dummies um <laughs> whatever Sorry. yeah um yep well, no, I yeah. like them. Listen, they're our, they're our customers. They are. Our customers. They are our customers. So we have to be careful a little bit, and and they may even be listening. They may be listening. John. I would love that. I yep, would, I I would love that. That's I a just, possibility. I think that's a misplaced idea. Let's just say that. <laughs> okay. Um, um, yeah. Well, listen, and and they come from both North and Southern California. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of people out of San Francisco are moving into Reno too. They're going into Reno yeah, as well. Yeah, the whole area up there for sure. It's growing dramatically. It's so quick. Like it's it's just you know, it's you're, a, it's, you're yep. in Nevada versus California. It's, it's yeah, right, literally right there. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, up at the at that big lake they got up there. That yeah, big, they have a lake, some, something. That big lake they got. It's yeah. a Hoey or something. Yeah, something uh, like know, that. Yeah. You know, one of the, it's I named know after that. named after a Chevy truck. Yeah, yeah, it was named after an SUV, <laughs> I believe. That's what it is. Um, all right, listen, let's. We've got a couple other things to talk about today. So I want to. I, there was another article in the RJ the very next day, I believe, or yeah, the very day prior, prior to this, and it says where uh, are most travelers to Las Vegas coming from? Okay, so now these are our vitter, visitors, visitors, not residents, not okay. people moving here, but people coming to visit Germany. No, are, are, okay. are you saying inside the United States? Or well, we're going to do both. We'll do, oh, we'll do both for Aren't you, John. You just since you brought it up, so okay. We'll, uh, Richard Vallada wrote this article in the RJ, and he starts with uh, around 19.1 million people fly to Las Vegas every year. But where do they come from? The Las Vegas uh, Convention and Visitor Authority recently compiled a list, and here's what they came up with. Okay. Here's the top 10 domestic cities from which visitors arrived to Las Vegas from Harry Reid's International Airport with the number of arrivals from each area in 2022 and what percentage increase or decrease from 2021. So we'll, we'll go through the entire list of the cities they come from. First is Los Angeles. 1.8 million visitors, up 50% year over year. And that's, up, I, I wonder, 50%. up 50%, that's that's amazing. I wonder does, because in the, in the setup of that, you talked about those that are coming through McCarran. Yeah. Well, what was McCarran, right? Right, right. Um, are they are they just laying uh, over? Because a lot of them drive in. Like I know it. I've seen that road. Right. Oh I mean, yeah, fifteen is a nightmare. Yeah. There's a lot of people. Are they accounting for that anyway? I wonder. No, this is just airport visitors. Right. I think this is that's all they're looking at here. So, so yeah, it's plus some. Additional so California amount. would be dominant on the drive, no doubt. Right. right? It's got to be our little border states for sure. Absolutely. Um, but okay, please. I'm but sorry. going on with the the air, the air. next is San Francisco, about one point three million. So now out of California, you've got. Uh, 3.1 million already out of that, what was it, 19? And I'm no. sorry, that's per year? That's that's for this past year. 1.3 okay. million in past 2022. Right. 2022, forgive me, 2022. Up 43% from 2021. 2021 was a weak year for air travel. Let's, re- let's remember that. Yeah. So, that so, the, so the plus is not going to surprise me all that much. But 
The third is New York. That kind of surprises That's me. commitment because you're traveling right. across country. That's not an easy thing. Yep. And you're generally not doing that for one or two days, right? Mm-hmm. I would imagine you're staying longer than that. I would hope not. I hope they're going to stick around for a little while. And then next is Chicago. And I think what happens now, you're talking about just basically big population centers. Is now yeah, what right, at, right. Right. Where's the people? Right. Then Dallas, then Seattle, then Denver, then Houston, then Atlanta, then San Diego. Okay. So San Diego rounds out California. It comes at the bottom of the list of the top 10. Okay. Um, so you've, but you've got a significant portion, obviously, from, from California. Now, the top 10 state, they, they talked about states also, which is kind of redundant, because uh, California is obviously the biggest, Texas, then Florida, uh, the state of Washington, uh, Illinois, Colorado, New York, Georgia, Arizona, then Oregon. And that's, that's I'm not going to read the numbers. They're, they're, not, they're, sure. not, they're not all that significant. But I wanted to give you the order of the states. When we come back from our commercial, we're going to talk about the countries from outside the United States, where the people okay. are coming from, and I think this is kind of interesting too. And it might be a, there's a few surprises me, in here as well. Let me put you on the spot. What is the state that you would most like to visit that you haven't visited yet? That I haven't visited yet. Yes, probably like Montana. Really? I haven't. You know, I'd like to go see you know green stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that's great. <laughs> okay, that's actually on, on my list. It was one of the tops. I was like, there you go, Idaho, Montana. You know, brilliant. Okay, guys, stay tuned. We'll be back in just a minute. I actually have a, a trip planned for Montana. Oh, do you really? Yeah, going to the big sky, Montana. Nice. I've heard it's pretty. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward. I like that sort of low population, wildernessy yeah. kind of thing. That'll be fun. But if I were to put n- number one, I haven't been to Alaska, so I, I'd like to do go to Alaska. And I've been there, so that was, and that's, and it's worth the that's trip. Fair. You need to go there. Sure. You need to go to Alaska before it turns into Miami. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I saw, I read an article just yesterday. I don't know if this caught your, your thing. Um, there was t- um, buoys in the ocean off the coast of Florida that were measuring water temperature. 100 degrees. 101. Holy crap. That's yeah. crazy. That is. Well, like the water's the pretty shallow record. there. Yeah. It's pretty shallow there. Right. And they have. And they're saying it's bleaching the reefs, and it's not. It's really bad for the ecosystem. Yeah. They're really, they're yeah. That <sighs> is uh, just, but that's hot tub water. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I was just, I was just in California. I was in the ocean there. It was like the water there was like sixty-seven degrees. Yeah, it's cold. Uh, yeah, right? it's cold. <laughs> yeah, you go out there, you feel yeah. it. You know, yeah, it's right. cold. Anyways, yeah, hundred degrees in the. In the I ocean. just can't like. Well, I can't imagine. I like, just read that July was is the hottest month ever recorded on Earth mm. around the globe. The hottest month. Yeah, because so much, or so many areas that were yeah, super Europe hot. and every, yeah. everywhere so freaking hot right now. It's just crazy. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Segment Anyways, three. I was, I was shocked by that article. <clears throat> Segment three. Welcome back. I'm Harvey Blankfeld. You're listening to Las Vegas Real Estate Now. We're here every Saturday at 11 a.m. If you ever have a question or an idea for the program, please call or text me at 702-203-1165. There you go. And again, that's 702-203-1165. With me in the studio, of course, that was John Ingram, of, of course. Uh, and before the break, we were talking about where people were visiting Las Vegas from. And we covered the United States and, and the variety of yes. cities and states that they come from. Let's talk about international travel where are the foreigners coming from where are the yeah where are the foreigners coming from so uh and some of these may not be all that surprising others would be very surprising to me but but uh, i'm gonna go through the list and i'm gonna start with number one is toronto toronto canada. toronto canada now toronto is on the east side of canada yeah right near new york yeah. it's right near new york so it's that's that's a little surprising to me that okay. they're coming all the way across the the continent oh, to come Canadians, they're, they're cool number two is london Yes. All right. How about that? And then three was Mexico City. 
Okay. So London beats Mexico City, which, again, that kind of surprises me. Mm. You know, I guess you could drive from Mexico City, if you, theoretically, if you wanted to. You don't have to fly. Mexico course, City has a very large population, but huge. once again, I, I would think that maybe you're not coming through the airports as much. Maybe, maybe that's true. Uh, next is Vancouver. Now, that's right up, uh, right up here on the West Coast. Sure. Uh, then Calgary. Then Guadalajara. Then Edmonton. So a lot of Canadian and a lot of Mexican. Border countries. Right. All right. Makes a lot of sense. Yep. yep. Then Montreal. Then Amsterdam. That's that, a kind of surprise. That's a surprise for right? me. Right? Yeah. Amsterdam. And then, of course, Frankfurt. And you kind of mentioned Germany before we yeah, started I did. talking about this. I did. Frankfurt pops up there. You know what you don't see here is Asia. Yes. Nowhere out of Asia yet. And I think that's partially as a result of the pandemic still. I think that there's still some, whatever, mm. reluctance for them to come here or whatever. There's still some of that issue well, going and, on from and Asia. We've we've built them Macau, basically. True. Um, so if yeah. You, if you, if they don't looking, have to come here. Yeah. I guess. But still, I, it, 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 I, I thought we would see something, someone from Asia. I, I thought we might see something from there, but apparently not. Not yet. I don't want to be too skeptical in my view, but I got to say, the the cities that you mentioned before are are like hub cities in my mind also mm. and so if you're measuring it on where did they come from and they're just saying okay this is the airport that they came from right right um you're going to go through those major centers right as opposed to you know, yeah i thought you were leading to that before when we were talking about the cities because if you know, people from la fly here maybe they're connecting to another yeah, plus mean, place that's altogether. That's a forty-three minute flight, and it's, yeah. it's pretty easy. Sure. Yeah, and because you know, and, and other Vegas, than dealing with the airports, and now Vegas is a major hub for many airlines, right? You know, so right. you might have to fly through Vegas to get to Phoenix. Yeah, and that's that's what places. I'm thinking. Like with Amsterdam, like you'd have other European countries, you'd go into Amsterdam to fly to Vegas direct. Maybe, true, you know, true. I think that makes a lot of sense, and that's probably true. That's mm-hmm. probably based on what the airline routes are. It, it, this would right. be affected yeah, by that. Pretty, I know that's not as a fact in any way. I'm just putting two, two together. No, I think it's, it makes perfect sense. I mean, we can speculate because that's what we do here. That's Yeah. <laughs> that's what we, we do. We can say what we want to. <laughs> exactly. We can, indeed. I, You know, look, when I look at these numbers and I, we compare, like, people moving here to people visiting here, it's to me, it's it's interesting. There's, there are some similarities, but they're not – they don't coincide, not necessarily. Uh, California's dominant in both. Yeah, I mean – Which makes sense. Come on. They're so huge. There's so much population there. Of course – and it's a convenient trip for them to get yeah. into a very different environment. Just want to get in, get over here for the weekend visit, and then mm-hmm. if you want to live here because you don't want to pay California taxes, <laughs> you know, you might, you might, consider, and or deal with California disasters that they're having with fires and mudslides and gray outs and, and things whatnot. like that. Yep, it's really their water issues in California are a lot worse than ours here in Nevada, which is surprising to some people, but it really is. It's in tough. what way are you saying that? Well, um, well, recently they've had a lot of rain, much like we have. They're they're, they're having yeah. a good year, mm-hmm. but basically they're very they're much more dependent on Lake Mead than we are, mm. which is interesting. I mean, yeah. we we depend solely on Lake Mead, but we only use about ten percent. California uses like something oh, like thirty yeah. to forty percent of it. Yeah, they, their rights to it. But the bulk of that is for farming purposes, for, right? Agricultural. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. Yeah, uh, but but I think it's it's always interesting to me to to to, to think about how they think about us, you know, yeah. and, and our water issue, quote unquote. But truthfully, it's their water issue as much, if not more, than ours. So we have to r- remind ourselves of that. Uh, but my wife, you know, Helene and 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 uh, and I were down there with our son Zach. Uh, That's your current wife's name. Yes, my current wife, yes. Okay, just uh, making sure. 
to know if you swapped. Helene's, li- you know, she's listening to this. You know that, right? She's, she just, she just spits something up, but she's like, what? What? Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. can't be good. Yeah. Um, no, so we, we were just down there, just, uh, just uh, well, when I had to do the two shows before, that's why we, that's okay. why we had to do it because okay. we were just down there, uh, down in Oceanside. We had a great time, wonderful time. I love visiting California. Yeah, I sure. do. Uh, I love. Yeah. Don't know if I could live there. The traffic. No. The traffic is nuts. The density is too much for me. For right. Sure. I, I can't. It's just crazy. I mean, just going. I mean, I heard people talking about you know planning you know an hour and a half just to get to the grocery store. You know, just you know that's well, right. if we're going to go to the grocery store, we may well load up because it's going to take us an hour and a half to get there yeah. in twenty. I value the conveniences of what we have too much. Right. You know, we're, we take it for granted. Yeah. Yeah. In and, a large way. And our infrastructure has been built with anticipating the growth we've have here i mean i'd like to be able to be like somewhere in las vegas where i could put my food my feet in the ocean that'd be awesome yeah but i don't want all the other stuff that's the thing and the problem is if we could put our feet in the ocean everything else would be crazy here too yeah it would be be nuts for sure how water attracts population like that right that's what happens i mean you know give and it's funny so helene's always loved going to the beach i mean the beach is like that's her dream current wife right yeah i'm just checking making sure I mean, we, didn't we just talk about this? Um, <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't believe it. But she loves, she loves going to the beach. That's, if, if she could choose a vacation, that's where she wants to go. But right. then we're down there, and I said, do you think you could live here? She said, no. And I'm thinking, well, no, because of the traffic, no, because of the taxes, how expensive. She says, no, because my hair's frizzing up. Says, I can't deal with the hair. The hair and the humidity down by the water just drives her hair. She can't deal with the hair. So, so another reason to move them to Las Vegas, ladies, it's the hair. Better hair. Better hair. Listen, I'm just telling you, these are reasons. This is Honestly, why we do a real estate like show. sounds like a good reason for me. Like, <laughs> yes. Ladies, you'll have better hair, um, so that's why you should be near me. See, this is these are the topics we cover here when we do a real yeah, estate show. Sure. When <laughs> um, I, I couldn't help but mention that because it just struck me as so funny when she said that. Sure. No, it's the hair. It's definitely the hair. And, um, Carly, and Carly's identified. She's like, yeah, yeah, that's kind of right. Yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the reason Carly's in Las Vegas. Because of the because of the because of the hair. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah, we'll, we'll I'm, I'm not sure that's the reason. I, I think it's a parole issue, but you know. <laughs> um, but we'll say hair this time. All right, right? we'll stick that's, with that's all we need to know. We'll stick with hair. Um, okay, so I found I, I did find another article in the RJ. I want to talk a little bit about this and getting back to uh, this. Talk, better have clear answers. Talking real estate. We'll talk about real estate. Patrick uh, Blunner has wrote this one also. This is a little earlier in the month. He wrote this. He said. And the headline is, having trouble paying the mortgage, these pandemic funds can help. I didn't realize this, but there's still money available for people who are, having, who are struggling to pay their mortgage. Um, set up in 2021 as part of the American Rescue Plan Act, some Las Vegas residents may not know they can still access money to help for home ownership-related issues through the Nevada Homeowners Assistance Fund. Um, Nevada has allocated more than $120 million, and so far just over 1,000 people have ac- ac- accessed. accessed the fund the funding for various reasons, utilizing 20.7 million. And that equates to about 21, a little over 21,000 per household. Um, but if they've only taken 21 million out of 120 million, that means there's still a, almost a hundred million left. I'll take it. Okay. Uh, John's going to buy a $175 million house. <laughs> He's going to get the state to help him with a hundred million on the down payment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what, I'll, I'll buy it. I don't know. The only, I got to read on. I don't know if you're not sure you can do that, John. Yeah. Let's, let's take a look at this. If I just uh, have trouble with my payment, I, I get free money, right? That's I mean, what, that's, that's what I'm nah, saying. I, that, I'm glad it's there to help people that, it, look, that get into trouble. There are sure. seri- there's still serious issues as a result of the pandemic. Uh, we understand that. It's important. And I want one of the reasons we want to talk about this is so you know, if you're out there and you are struggling with your mortgage, 
don't let the house go. Don't yeah. do it. You know, talk to a licensed professional. Yeah, please don't, don't bury your head in the sand. No. Just start talking to your servicer. Please. Look, looking out for it because there's tons of things they'll do. It is it is a one of the fundamental shifts that we've seen in the housing world where there is absolutely every effort given to prevent a foreclosure. Absolutely. Uh, without a question. Yeah. They don't want short sales and foreclosures. They don't want that. Yeah. So they're going to work with you to try to make... Now, they're not going to They're not going to say, okay, don't pay. You're, you're good. No, right. But they're going to try to work something out so they can do something. If there's any way they can structure it to make you be able to afford it, they're going to try to do that. Absolutely. Hey, listen, guys, we're coming up on another break. We're going to run a couple of commercials. We have a lot more to talk about with regard to these mortgage issues and a couple other things as well. So stay tuned. We'll be back in just a minute. Got to get this Helene lady to call in or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're going to get it. Let's see what's... <laughs> oh, man. Oh, you're in big trouble. Yeah, you're in yeah, big exactly. trouble, mister. That's honestly your problem for females in California, is your hair. You don't like it. Is that right? You don't like it. See, Helene just, said that. It just cracked me up. Just cracked me up. I got to say, like, the, the women in my sphere, mm-hmm. they all go nuts for the beach. Like, they, that's their yeah. happy place. It is. It's relaxing. It's I am. Beach. That's not my happy place. Yeah. Like, I, I, don't, I can give a crap about the beach. Yeah. I'm... I'm I'd like to be in the mountains with trees and stuff. Given given a choice, I, I'll, I'll, I would choose other places. But I did. I got to say, I did enjoy myself this time. I actually was out there with a boogie board this time. It was fun. It was fun. I hadn't done that in like twenty a years. Boogie because board. You had calf implants. Doesn't need. Exactly. You see him sending it. He's like running, running in slow motion along the beach. There were Kyle and Jackson were out there. It's funny that Kyle ate shit a few times in a wave, and he's like, "Okay, I'm done." No, I loved it. Is that right? Did you see the one where Ethan got wiped out? Did you guys see that? Oh, I got to show you this video. Oh, it's, it's hilarious. Ethan yeah. probably doesn't like me sharing it like that. <laughs> Let's put that on the uh, the show's <laughs> website. All right, I'd like so to put that up happens. there. <coughs> I'll, I'll share the video with you guys. Something just happened to our video. Is that right? We got a green light. It's kind of blinky. We're black. Really? We went by blackout. Oh, for the love of heaven. Helene put a spell on us. Yeah, Helene. What'd yeah, you do? A second. Yeah. What did you do? That's weird. Yeah, I just and it's black. Oh, that's just the cam. This this camera went black. Yeah. Yeah, yours is working. Yeah, it's this one. It says disconnected. Hi. It didn't do anything. Yeah. All right, let me reconnect it. Okay. Let me see if I can. I'm just going to add it. It's not there. Is it like overheating or something? Oh, I I'm going to refire it. Let's see if I can get it. Fire it up. the song but not the movie it's back back. oh thank gosh we need to be videotaped at all times you do (laughs) see what you're doing that's exactly the opposite of what i need in my life 
Okay. What do we got? One more segment? One more segment. Okay. One more to go. All right. Um, what are we going to talk about? I don't know. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that was honest. I'll I don't that. know. I, I don't know. No uh, idea. What are we going to talk about? We were, we're <clears> going to <throat> finish up this mortgage support thing. Oh, yeah. We'll finish that up. Mortgage support thing? Yeah. From the state of Nevada. <laughs> oh, okay. Right. I was like, what are we talking about? I didn't think of it as mortgage support. So. Right. Right. This, this, this helped the state's offering. Okay. And, uh. I've got a story. I've got a story. So we'll, we'll talk about my story. And All you, right. You'll like this story. I will, I will. It's not a good story, but you'll like the story. <laughs> um, Take me on a ride there. Yeah, we'll go El for a little Capitan. ride. Okay. All right. Here we go. Segment four. <clears throat> Welcome back. I'm Harvey Blankfeld. You're listening to Las Vegas Real Estate Now. We're here every Saturday at 11 a.m. If you ever have a question or an idea for our program, please call or text me at 702-203-1165. Again, that's 702 702- Two zero three one one six five. With me now in studio, we have John Ingram here, and we were talking, John, before the break about the state of Nevada still having funds to help people who are struggling with their mortgage. Um, tell, the, tell us the name again, the agency name. Yes, let me read that back to you. It's the Nevada Homeowner Assistance Fund, uh, and it was formed out of the American Rescue Plan Act of twenty twenty one. Right, and so the money's there, and there's over one hundred twenty million. They've only used twenty. They've only used a little, a little over twenty one million of that. So there's almost one hundred million dollars left in that fund mm-hmm. to support. Now they can be used to prevent mortgage delinquencies, defaults, and foreclosure by providing financial assistance for one's primary residence. Oh, okay. okay so no investors. Sorry, investors need not apply. My Airbnb. Or, is, sorry, you know. <laughs> your Airbnb is toast on this okay, one. Okay. Um, uh, but but what it does. It does help people who, who help them keep them in their home. And we were talking sure. before the break about how lenders have taken a different perspective on people who are struggling. Very much so. And I think it's important to, to let people know that. And, and let's be clear. This was not done out of, like, the goodness of their hearts. No. This was the federal government and the agencies coming down and saying, you need to do whatever you can to avoid this. Mm-hmm. And if you if we find you to not be helpful to your customers, right. we're coming after you. Yeah. So it was like under threat, right, um, that you need to do break every rule. And then there, there's a few sort of nuances or, or, or things beneath the surface that came out of the, the great financial crisis um, back in 2008. This, the, the mortgage industry and the systems <coughs> were not set up to deal with these modifications that we were doing right. and couldn't weren't, weren't set up to properly help people into this kind of crisis, right? So after that, the industry evolved to where the servicers now have much more authority when it comes to changing your mortgage right. in order to prevent a default, uh, in order to prevent a foreclosure, which is the most costly thing. Like yeah. if you go down the hierarchy of, of loss mitigation efforts is what it's called, basically. Okay. It is cheaper to to modify your mortgage slightly versus short sale versus foreclosure. <coughs> foreclosure is very expensive. The most expensive. Yes. And it takes the longest and it has the most damaging. Right. So, you know, it is, I'd say, if there's if there's a way for you to financially afford your home and you want to stay there, great. There's going to be all kinds of, like, efforts to try to keep you in that house. Yep. If, if it's just simply... Um, not financially supportable any longer, right? Then you 
absolutely want to go down the road of a normal sale, ideally. If you owe too much, a short sale, fine. Um, even a deed in lieu, just signing right. your house back over to the bank saying, I'm not going to force you to go through the legal route with attorneys and all this kind of stuff. I'll sign the house back over to you yeah. and, and and give you everything back cooperatively. That's better than the foreclosure, which is come fight me for this house. Yeah. And and there are there are ways you're going to be viewed, at least in credit terms, where um, it is better to cooperate than not. Sure. And we will take that into account in many cases. Right. Um, when it comes to wanting to get a second chance in the future. Yeah, seeing a foreclosure on someone's credit report is pretty pretty devastating. It is. It is the scarlet letter for sure. Yeah. You, you don't want to. You don't want to do that. I mean, look. And here's the thing. What John said before the break is really important. Don't put your head in the sand. Don't ignore this and think it's going to go away. Right. You need to address it. If you're having an issue making the payments. Get help. You know, yeah. talk to a professional. Talk to somebody. Call us. We'll, we'll point you in the right direction. But also know that the state is here to help. If you're under the right circumstances, they've got money to help you. Right. They're not going to take, you know, they're not going to give you the house, but they're going to help you get through a financial uh, downturn or, or crisis in your own personal Potentially, life. if you meet the criteria for the program. Yeah. That's always the, the yeah. fine print. That's right? the thing. Yeah. And, and, and like, again, if you're an investor, need not apply. But if, if, you're, if you're someone who needs help, don't hesitate to reach out. And look, we'll point you in the right direction. Reach right. out to us. We'll help you out. Right. I want to give. A, I have a, a little story I want to talk about re- regarding lenders. And and and. Um, oh, you son of a. And mom. so, yeah. No, it's yeah. it's it's interesting. It's an interesting story. And I, it, look, we talked before about this about the idea of assumable loans. Okay. And so, uh, I have a client, uh, a seller who's who's mm-hmm. got a, a loan that turns out that it is assumable. It's a conventional loan. It says it's assumable. It shows the terms of what the assumption would be. It's a rare and thing, but okay. It, yeah, it, it is rare. I was surprised when he said, "Harb, we found out our, our loan is assumable." I looked at the documents. I said, "Oh yeah, assumable." And the cost to assume is is a minimum of five hundred dollars, a maximum of one percent of the ba- of the of the of the balance of the loan. Okay. Okay. That's what the that's what the cost would be to the person assuming the loan. Right. Uh, so, but what we did was what we didn't realize was how long it's going to take to get this done. And yeah, what's I'd love ha- to hear what they, what they told you. So here's what happens: is I, I first I they I, I we we called them up. Uh, the, the the homeowners called them. They wouldn't talk to me. They they would only talk to the people who were on the note. I yeah. understand that. Yeah, that's the, fine. The I don't I, I don't have third party authorization, nor do I want it in this case. Just go ahead. <laughs> let's find out the information. And so they did. And they, and they told them, hey, it's going to be at least six months to do it. And they said, oh, by the way, it's another five percent too to do it. And I'm thinking to myself, Gee, that doesn't sound right to me. Maybe they didn't read the contract. Maybe they don't know what the contract right. says. But if the contract says it's 1%, i got to believe they have to adhere to the contract and say it's no more than 1%. Right. But that's what they're saying. So initially, you, the seller of this house um, calls up the lender and says, what's what's this process look like? And right. they say, well, okay, if you do this to, to sell your house, you're going to sell your house. Our process for getting this loan out of your name and into somebody else's house, and, uh, somebody else's name, the assumption is really right, right. Um, six months. Yep. Six so months. I'm going to be selling my house for six months yeah. with these people. Yeah. Awesome. And you, you know what? The first thing that kills escrows is time. Time. Jeez. <laughs> it's brutal. Yeah. Yeah. That's a brutal amount of time. That's a crazy amount. Of time. Yeah. There's no way a buyer is going to wait six months. I mean, just this is not. And a seller can't wait Why six months. Why would a seller wait that yeah, long? Yeah, they don't want to wait that long. So it's really problematic. And so. 
Um, and then, so we found a buyer who was fee that the, suddenly instead of the one percent, it's five percent more. So I called Nevada, the Nevada Mortgage Division. What's the mortgage called? lending division? Mortgage lending. Mm-hmm. I called them and said, "Listen, I have a problem. I'm not sure if it's an issue or not, but I wanted to run it by you guys." And they were great. They called me back and they said, "Listen, Harvey, tell us what's going on." And I told him. He said, "Yeah." He said, um, "A lot of lenders are struggling with re- with with these assumptions because yeah. there's so many of them." And I didn't think that it were that. This is the first one I've run into. I wouldn't say so many. I would just say that there's no staff in right. those departments. I, I would say that's probably true. And right. and they don't want to allocate. And yeah. here's the thing. Let's think about it. Let's, let's make be, them money. Let's be the bank for a second. Do I want to sell this loan at 3% or do I want to sell a loan at 7%? That's the question. Sure. That they're, so they're, what, where are they going to allocate their assets? They're going to do it to the 7% deals, not the 3% deals. Okay. And, that's, and, that's, and I guess that's from a profit and loss standpoint, that makes perfect sense. From a, a home buyer and home seller standpoint, it stinks. It's terrible. It's yeah. it's awful that you would offer. Okay, you bought this loan knowing, knowing or not, that it is assumable, and knowing or not that the terms of that assumption were one percent, and yet you're yeah. telling people it's going to take six months, so they don't do it, right? Uh, and or that's going to cost five percent. Did they though, push back on that? Did that? Did what ended up? Where, I, know, again, I didn't out. have the conversation directly, okay. but that's what that's what my seller said. Yeah, he said I did mention to them the one percent. They said, well, I, you know, we don't know, but I'm, I'm, you know, they they kind of fumbled on that. Okay, so yeah. so I'm not sure that they were. I think they were just saying their own internal policy, perhaps not reading the contract, mm-hmm. and maybe that's what they're saying in general. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe, John, maybe they can pile 5% on top of it anyway, just as a service fee. I don't know. If the terms of the of the loan are yeah. so specific, I can't believe they could do that. But I don't know. It's beyond my expertise. And and so yeah. the state of Nevada, the, the lending, lending mortgage, mortgage they, they said, listen, you know, if if it turns out that, that, that you decide you need help later on, and we had a buyer who, who followed up, and we put yeah. the buyer in touch with them, and the buyer heard the same exact story, mm-hmm. uh, six months, an additional 5%. Plus, they threw another 5% on that. Oh, 5% here and then another 5% there. I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't understand this. This is, yeah. this is them just – and they got one guy answering the phone for assumptions at this bank and saying, telling everybody, you don't want to do this, right. basically, is what's happening. Yeah. That's what's yeah. happening. Discouraging, I mean, yeah. It's discouraging. It's, it's kind of sad. Mm-hmm. Um, and, again, we understand the motivation. I don't think it's right. I just don't think it's right. I think that – look, I don't know that the bank should – should put a ton of assets towards assumptions, but they need to put an adequate amount to handle the contracts that they bought. They they decided to buy this loan. Had they evaluated, mm. had they read it, which they probably didn't. But they made no guarantee in regards to the performance, right? No. Uh, I understand. And I'm just saying, like, you go in to get your car fixed. I want it done in 15 minutes. Right. Well, it's not a 15-minute job. Okay. So All right. go pound sand and grow up. Right. Right. Um, I'm just giving you a little pushback here. I hear you. Six months feels unreasonable. Six months is ridiculous. Right? Come on. For for something that there is no very little benefit to the bank that is actually That's the doing problem. the process. That's right? the issue. The, the, the benefits are misaligned. Yep. What a fun real estate hour. Got to thank Mark, oh, our oh. production director. Got to thank Carly once again for doing a great job. Uh, you've been listening to Las Vegas Real Estate Now. I'm your host, Harvey Blankfeld. Next week, we'll have another wonderful hour for you. We're going to have Liam White and Rick Sanemi will be on. Uh, if you ever have a question about real estate or any of the topics we cover, just call me off air or text me at 702-203-1165. Again, that's 702-203-1165. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel, LV Real Estate Radio. Like and follow us on social media, our handle being at LV Real Estate Radio. And I want to thank you, our listeners, for joining us this week. Remember, while we seek to educate, empower, and engage with you, we want you to learn, understand, then act. We'll meet you on the radio next Saturday at 11 a.m. right here on 101.5 KDON.